Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's the week that was with Rosa Ritchie of the Shepparton News. Indeed, it is. Good morning to Rosa Ritchie of the Shepparton News. How are you, Rosa? It's great to be back. I'm very well. You had a bit of time off. I had a bit of time off and here we are. It's, uh, it feels like with school starting next week, the week, the year is kind of starting proper. Yeah, I'm not sure that the past month even counts. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a funny month, January, isn't it? Yeah. But um, nose back to the grindstone, unfortunately. Yes. It feels a lot hotter than when we last spoke. I feel like I've just been consistently... Ah, oh, the humidity. ...a little bit overheated for yes. over a week. I just... You need that break at night, don't you, where you can just have a bit of a break from the heat, but it's just not going away. But it is going away by mid next week. Okay. I it, look forward to that. Yeah, we're down to the tw- the low 20s um, sort of by Wednesday. I don't know how long that will last, but we'll get a little bit of a reprieve midway through next week. I think I need that reprieve just for my house, the bricks of my yep. house to cool yep. down. It's true. Because the whole house is just about yes. 23 degrees at yep. least. <laughs> yep, yep, I know what you mean. Yeah. So what have you been working on this week? It is the week that was, so how has the week been? Well, I've had a short week. I just worked from um, Wednesday onwards. So I attended some citizenship ceremonies and some Australia Day awards on Wednesday. I was in Shepparton and in Talamba. Um, and my colleagues went, you know, we yep. went all over the Golden Valley. There's a lot so to cover. It was a very hot, sunny day, but it was, yeah, beautiful. I think um, I wasn't here for that day last year, but it was bucketing rain, I hear. So everyone welcomes some blue skies for outdoor COVID-safe events. Yes, that's true. It does add another layer of complexity when you're trying to do, uh, you know, outdoor events for those reasons. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, everyone seemed to get out there and celebrate, although obviously there's, there's that discussion that uh, we are having about whether it's appropriate or whether it's appropriate on that date. I did interview someone about that, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yep. And we uh, also covered the Survival Day dawn service that was held in Marutna for that reason as well, because it's not a day of celebration for everyone and... Um, that conversation is definitely entering the mainstream yes. and progressing. So definitely, yep. It's interesting to see and good to see. Mm. Uh, but the biggest story this morning might be the news that the Shep Hotel is is gonna go. So they've got a ninety day demolition order now, um, and listeners will know this story goes goes way back to two thousand and seven when the fire burnt out the hotel, and it's been. In limbo ever since. So I never saw it. I know you obviously didn't. You're a Johnny-come-lately compared to me. But my husband came down uh, to Shepparton for a job interview in 2007. And on that day, um, it burnt down. I remember him ringing me saying, oh, you know, it's middle of town. You're on kidding. fire, basically. Um, and then, of course, we came in 2008. And it was already a burnt-out hulk, although probably a lot more complete than it is now. I'm just wondering, I mean, this is been talked about for so long what can be done with that site what has changed that has allowed this demolition order to go ahead uh in july last year council issued uh a notice that the hotel was a risk to life and limb because it was that's when they they boarded up the footpath wasn't it yeah and it was structurally unsound so essentially they you know they're worried that someone's going to get hurt as um bricks fall or um were there to you know 
the foundations to become less unstable. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not an engineer, so we won't try and get, go into that. But um, no action has been taken since that order was issued in July 2021. So it's my understanding that that now allows the demolition order to be to proceed. I'm sure that there's more little fine details to it because um, I understand the hotel has some heritage listing as well. So that would have been very complex process to navigate for yeah and the ownership of it's always seemed a bit unclear although it ha it's always been associated with former councillor Melvin Muto and I did hear reportings of him sitting up on the veranda having a drink I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before so it, he obviously thinks it's safe enough to do that maybe it was last drinks maybe. enjoying the view for one last time maybe who maybe. knows mm. yes watch this space that will definitely be a developing story we have another big story about um developments and projects that have maybe taken a while or are still very indefinite as to when they'll come to fruition and that's the Goulburn Valley Bypass um, which I know a lot of people have been wanting for a very long time but um, it may be some some time yet because the debate about who can pay for it and when work will begin continues. Um, and of course the longer you leave it the more costs escalate. Yes which is what we've you know revealed this morning um, Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce, who's also the Nationals leader, visited town, as we know, last week. And um, speaking to our chief correspondent, Darren Linton, he revealed that the bypass has blown out to a $1.2 billion project, which is about three times what the initial costings um, indicated. And that story follows independent candidate Rob Priestley calling out and saying the federal government need to you know, stand up, get construction going and, and stop wasting time. Did but you see that uh, little stunt that Rob Presley did? He was driving along in his car along the track that's meant to be the bypass, kind of going... <laughs> <laughs> it was effective, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I thought that was cute. Yeah, so um, I'm sure that we'll be seeing, you know, more stories about that issue as we get reactions. We've now got... Correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have six candidates for the seat of Nichols, so... Hmm, you know more than I do. Who else? Besides the Liberal candidate, the National candidate and the Independent you just mentioned, there's three others, is there? There's another Independent candidate who um, is, I believe, down Benalla Way okay. and um, he, his main platform is to do with um, anti-vax sentiments, as I understand it. Um, no comment. Yes, but... Anyway, enough about the candidates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Back to the bypass, I guess. We'll be getting... We'll see which candidates um, weigh in on that issue and um, I think, you know, maybe some debate is about to heat up about that again. Yeah, I mean, three... Uh, a cost blowout of three times the original quote, you know, makes you wonder whether it would ever happen with that, With you know. If governments couldn't sort of commit, you know, at the lower price, it is a concern that they will now. Yes, yeah, and... Um, it, with an election coming up, it'll be interesting to see if it does spark a little bit of action or some promises about what, what might happen. And then, of course, we'll keep watching to see if promises are made, whether they're kept to. Of course. Um, and, again, it's all development today, all the stories, I'm sorry. Um, it's all right. Some people might <laughs> be bored to tears, but... I hope not. This, this, this story has engage the public um a lot of feedback on the proposed development on the car park at nixon and maud street the airspace above that car park council have proposed should be used to develop 30 units of social housing um however that 
not everyone agrees. Um, there's a lot of arguments for or against, or it's a good idea, but it shouldn't be in that location. Um, so um, ACE College, which is located just next to that site, have sort of embarked on this Save Our School campaign. I don't understand why that's going to ruin their school. Like, would that have to go? Is that your understanding, if they built that? Technically, I don't think the school would have to go. No. I, I, I don't think there's a, um, a legal reason or mm. a planning reason why they couldn't sit side by side, but um, the school principal, Bronwyn Rose, is of the opinion that a multi-storey or a four-storey, I should be specific, development overlooking their school wouldn't be appropriate, right. uh, that it would literally overshadow the school right. and steal their sunlight and, and change the environment of the school that they okay. built. And she said had she known that such a development would be proposed beside the school, she never would have used the funding that she won to, to build a school that on site. that site. Mm. So she feels blindsided, as I understand it. All right, fair enough. So the, the, the reason I raise this is uh, because it has hit a bit of a nerve in the community, council have extended the time allowed for community feedback from business owners and members of the public. So it's until February 28th. So if you feel strongly that it sh needs to happen and it's the right spot or to the contrary or somewhere in between, uh, you can have your say and uh, make sure you do so yeah, by the 28th of February. Don't grumble about it afterwards. Have your say now and That's right. be part of the process. Be part of the process. Mm. Um, yes, and hoping that, of course, council will take those that feedback very seriously. Okay. But I, my, I guess my, my last little thing is just the weeding that all this rain is creating. Um, I don't know if anyone else has seen Bindi pop up in their backyard. Yeah, I don't think I have, although maybe I... I don't know. Maybe I'm not even sure what it looks like. I wasn't sure because I'm not from these parts. I'm from Canberra and this specific bindi, and I hope I'm saying it right, it's the B-I-N-D-double-I, yeah. um, is, is a big issue out here and anyone who grew up here I think knows exactly what it looks well, like. Well, it knows exactly what it feels like <laughs> when, when it's in their foot, yes. Yes, so I'm lucky to have a housemate who you know grew up on a property around here and... Um, he's got an eagle eye for weeds, and he's a he's a prolific weeder. So he um, perfect housemate. He's well trained. He's he, you know his parents have well trained him, and um, we actually it's become a bit of a household activity now of an evening, <laughs> take a drink, you know, get changed after work when the sun goes down, temperature drops a bit, go out and go bindi hunting. So <laughs> bindi uh, hunting. I guess that might be what I'm doing this weekend. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, it sounds so exciting. Yes. Yeah, that's country life. Sounds like my weekend from hell. I hate, <laughs> I hate doing all that kind of stuff. I do a little bit of an under-sufferance, but much rather be kicking back doing something relaxing. That's but right. Anyway. The dog loves it. She thinks that we're all, you know, doing an activity together. It's, yeah, it's her ideal afternoon. Fair enough. Look out for those bindies, especially if you've got bare feet. Yes. Thanks very much for your time, Rosa. Uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again next week. See you then.